What up, sis? What is up? What up, girl? How you feeling? What is on your mind right now? What's on your heart right now? <sighs> take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Take off your bra. Take off your shoes. <laughs> Relax because I'm about to take you on a really personal journey today. Happy Tuesday. Girl, we got this. Is here in full effect and... I'm about to get super deep with you about my personal life and something that I've endured recently that I've been really patiently waiting to share with you. And I was inspired um, through Chrissy Teigen's share last week when she lost her child and she shared it with the world. And I was so saddened by her loss, but so proud of her. You know, Chrissy Teigen has always been really fucking awesome to me because she's her. She is a human being and she allows you to see every part of her. She humanizes herself, the bad, the good, the wild, the funny, the crazy, the apologies. She is her, she is she. You know, and it's so funny because a lot of people in this world idolize, idealize, you know, celebrities. And Chrissy Teigen, yes, she's a celebrity, she's a public figure, but she's a human. And her sharing her loss of her child was so incredibly profound for so many humans and women and oof, I felt it I felt it in so many ways and I cried and I felt for that loss because there's so much pain and trauma and sorrow that her and her family are going to have to experience to get through that situation and all we can do as a collective is pray and send love and send light to her and her family because they really need that time to heal. With that being said, you know, I've been thinking to share my story of a miscarriage with you for a couple months now, and I was just waiting for the right time. To add on to the Chrissy Teigen story, I've also experienced friends losing children in the most devastating, traumatic ways, and that's been such an experience for me, a learning experience, and a really powerful experience that I never thought I would have to experience before, to be honest. And it's wild because I'm like, yo, even talking about this right now, I'm like, I never thought I would have to console my friend from losing a child. Like, there's so many different aspects, you know, talking to women about miscarriages after I experienced mine. I was like, why don't we talk about this? Why did I feel so alone when this happened? You know, I had a couple of friends reach out to me about miscarriages and I'm like, oh my God, I just had one. They were like, what do you mean? And it's this crazy, crazy, crazy space where we women, we feel so alone and so much shame and so much guilt when we lose a child. And it's such a sad situation. And I just want you to know if you're listening to this right now, it's okay. You're not alone you're not alone. You have to reach out to people that you love and that you trust, people that support you, that can hold you and love you, people that truly love you because at the end of the day, that's how you're going to get through it. You can't get through it alone. You need to get therapy. You need to get help. You need to, you just need to get all the things. With that being said, I should have said this in the beginning. This podcast is about to be very emotional, very honest, and very heartfelt and if you're ready to cry a little bit 
if you're ready to be like, wow, um, get your tissues, sis, pull up, because I'm about to get into my story of my miscarriage. It just, just happened in March, and uh, let's get real, let's get deep, let's get vulnerable, and I just want you to know that you're not alone, sis. Like, I've gone through it, my friends have gone through it, my mother has gone through it, my grandmother has gone through it. And as I sit here talking to you now, I talk to my grandmother about the loss of her child and, you know, she talks about it, but briefly, there's no real story or depths into it. I talk about my miscarriage. My mom had two miscarriages and she just talked about it like it was a really hard situation, but I don't think they ever grieved it. I don't think they ever fully grieved or came to terms with the loss of these children. And maybe times back then were very different, which they were. But it's so wild to me that I sit there now looking at them and thinking like, yo, you guys never grieved the loss of this child that was grown in your body for so long. And it makes me so sad. And it like brings tears to my eyes thinking about that. (sighs) Because I know how it feels now. And it's an indescribable feeling. But let's get into the feelings. So... True story. Um, I found out I was pregnant around Valentine's Day 2020. And I'll never forget, I was with my partner and we were celebrating Valentine's Day. And I had a dream. I had a dream. And in my dream, I had a pregnancy test and it was two positives. And then I had another pregnancy test like I was because I couldn't believe it in my dream. And it was another one. So I had two pregnancy tests that were positive. And I remember waking up thinking like, what the fuck, am I pregnant? Now, mind you, if y'all have the flow up, because your girl has a flow up, <laughs> keeps track of my period all the time because, yes, I'm very sexually active. Well, at that time, anyway, when I was in a relationship, your girl's been a little dry since then. But to be honest, um, I love sex. I, I love making love to my partner. And at that time... You know, I wasn't being responsible, which I should have been. And it's my own accountability there. At that moment, I realized, I checked my flow app when I woke up. I was like, yo, I'm six days late for my period? What? This this doesn't happen often. And then all these fucking thoughts started running through my mind. Like, yo, am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? Am I... No, this is strange. That dream. I don't remember my dreams often either. So waking up and having this vivid image of my head of two pregnancy tests kind of blew my mind. And then I was late. So I'm like, oh, what do I do? Now, at this time, I'm dating my partner. It was rather new. Two and a half months, three months. You know, we've talked about kids, but like in passing, nothing in depth. You know, incredible guy, cool relationship, but we weren't there yet. And I wasn't there yet anyway to have his child or to bring a child into this world. I didn't feel like we had that foundation. So I've had, I had all these things running through my mind, like, am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? And I was like, I have to ask him to go with me to go get a pregnancy test. Now, initially, I don't know if you, if you ladies feel me, like that initial reaction where like, yo, I got to ask him, like, that's it there it brings so much fear and at that moment I was so scared to be like yo I wonder what he's gonna say what he's gonna think now mind you I'm in my 30s and I have this fear never mind my 20s and mind you guys this is my first time ever being pregnant experiencing pregnancy experiencing a pregnancy scare it's not even a scare let me take that back experiencing a pregnancy 
period. You know, because there's so much beauty in pregnancy. It's not scared. There's nothing that's fearful about it. It's just, it's this or that, right? So I was in shock. I was like confused. I was worried. And I went up to him and I said, hey, we got to go get a pregnancy test. I think I'm pregnant. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, dude, I'm, I'm late. I'm five to six, you know, days late. I had this dream and he was so incredible and so kind. And he was like, okay, let's, let's go. So I remember we, we left our spot on our Valentine's day, little getaway. And we went and got a pregnancy test at CVS somewhere in Venice. I remember I waited to go home. So when I went home, he and I were together and I took the test positive, positive. I was like, there's no way. Took another test. Positive, positive. Took another test, sis. Cause I was like, yo, am I am I really pregnant? Like, Leticia, like I literally I talked to myself often, guys. Now mind you, February eleventh is my birthday. I just turned thirty-two. So I'm like, am I really pregnant right now? Like, is this my life? Like, happy birthday? Like, what what is going on? And I was so nervous. I was so confused. I was like, how did this happen? And then I immediately started shaming myself, but we'll get there a little later. So I I take this pregnancy test and I show him. And he was like, whoa. But in a good way, because, you know, his initial reaction was like, I know you're going to be a great mom. And I I want kids. I've always wanted kids. So it kind of made me feel good and at ease, actually. He was very comforting and super supportive. But I was freaking out on the inside. I actually didn't even know how to handle myself. I was like, yeah, I know I'm going to be a good mom. Yeah, I want kids too, but like, I don't know if this is it. Like, I don't know if this is the time. I don't know if this is what I want. And there were so many emotions running through my body. I can't even express to you the fear, the shame, the guilt, the what the fuck, Letitia, the but you want kids. I can't wait to have kids. Yo, th- this is it. Like, you're finally going to start your family. Like, I can't wait. But there was so much confusion. <laughs> Do you hear all that confusion, what I just expressed to you? All of a sudden, it's like super low, negative, scary to like the, yes, finally I can start my family, right? Because I want kids. I dreamed of having kids since I was 15, starting a family forever. I love family. Family is very important to me. So I had these really wild like array of feelings all at once and I didn't know what to do I didn't want to call any of my friends I felt shame I was scared because if anybody knows me they know I'm super responsible I'm always on my shit I'm I'm dedicated I'm ambitious you know I'm I'm the I'm the the strong friend so they say and I didn't know what to do I didn't want them to look at me differently. I didn't want them to judge me. Even though I have best friends, I have sisters in my life that love me truly, madly, deeply, I was still scared. And I did this journey alone with my partner at the time and my mom. I called my mom and I was like, mom, I'm pregnant. And she was like, huh? Okay. Then she talked me through it. And... You know, she just asked me a lot of questions, how I was feeling, and I didn't know what to say. I was kind of speechless. 
<sighs> even thinking about it, I'm like, yo, I remember this. I was so scared. But my mom had me and she just talked me down and was like, whatever you do, you're going to be okay. You know, whatever you do, because I was thinking like, am I going to have this child or not? And I'm so grateful that we have this choice of life as women because I had the idea of having an abortion. And I never in a million years would have thought of having an abortion. Never. Until that day that I found out I was pregnant. I never thought that that would have been my journey and my path. Um, but I was planning on it. So that day I got off the phone with my mom. I found out I was pregnant on a Monday. So stick with me. The timeline might be kind of... It's actually the timeline's the most interesting part of this whole story. So I found out I'm pregnant on Monday. And... I'm in all the feels. I'm suppressing my feelings. I'm not telling anybody. I told my mom. Not really telling my partner how I really feel, how I'm really freaking out interior-wise. Interior like, my interior world was fucking in a trance. It was, like, it was like in the twilight zone. I did not know, like, what to do with myself because I wanted it. I wanted to have a family. I wanted to have the baby, but I didn't know if that was it that was the right space, if that was my right partner, if that was the right time, if I was ready. And you know, everybody, a lot of people in my life always say, you'll never be ready or there's never the right time. And I believe that. I believe God's timing is God's timing and divine timing is true. And if you're supposed to have this child and if everything is given to you when it's supposed to be given to you, I believe that. Nothing that's for you will pass you by. So with that being said, I was just in this space where I was confused. I think confusion is the best way to put it. And I was in this state of suppressing and acting like everything was fine. So Monday goes by. I feel a little supported. I talk to my mom. I have my partner with me. Um, journaling. And I remember journaling that night and saying... I think I should call the clinic. I don't know if I want to have this child. I'm not sure though, because I want it. And I'm 32. I'm 32, right? I should be having kids now. You know, we put all this pressure on us as women, especially in this patriarchal society of, of timing. Uh, by this time, we should have family. At this time, it's like high risk. At this time, this. At this time, that. Like we must do all these things at this age. And after this journey, I'm telling you, age is bullshit. Age is, age is a, something that we humans created. And yes, there might be different risks at different times of our lives, but I can just go back to what I believe in. And it's whatever is meant for you at that specific time will not pass you by. So I'm writing in my journal and I'm thinking about abortion. I'm thinking about setting up the date for the clinic to get this abortion. So Tuesday, I wake up um, and I act like nothing's wrong. I act like nothing's wrong because that's what I did. The old Letitia did. Uh, she would act like everything was fine when her interior world was flipped upside down. Exterior-wise, you guys would have never known anything was wrong with me. That day, the next day, Tuesday, I went and had a shoot for my girlfriend's laundry body wear. They actually have a podcast on my my station you guys can check them out they're two dope canadian chicks and 
they had asked me weeks ago to shoot for their company. And I was like, yeah, for sure. So I felt bad. I felt bad canceling on them. People pleasing. Okay. Red flag on me. That's me. That's me holding myself accountable. So I go to the shoot and I'm pregnant and I'm like so uncomfortable in my skin. They have no idea. Ains and Han, they have no idea I'm pregnant and I'm so worried. Like I felt like I had like the scarlet letter on my chest, right? But it was only me because I'm the only one that knew. So I, I have my own personal scarlet letter shooting like nothing's wrong with me in bathing suits, mind you. And I'm like, oh, my body is not cute right now. Because mind you guys, at this time, my boobs were huge. I was, my stomach was a little bit, um, it was like, it wasn't a stomach, but it was a, it was like a, like a little pouch because my stomach is usually very slender, but there was like, I had a little belly, but not a belly at the same time. I can't really explain it. If you guys, I don't know, like, you know, your body best. I always say that, you know, your body best, you know, when your body's off, you know, when your body's a little different to like extremely different only you know and I could feel it so I'm shooting for them and I'm just like oh my god but I pushed through and as you saw on my Instagram at Letitia.row my personal Instagram account I posted the picture and you guys would have never thought that I was pregnant you would have thought that I had had the best day ever and that I was so happy my exterior world would have fooled you that I was shining and living my best life but interior wise I was breaking um, so after the shoot, oof, I remember that. It was wild. I was like so scared and in such shame and this self-guilt was something like I never felt before. So I'm um, I'm shooting after that shoot, I'm like thinking to myself, like, yo, is this is this really like am I having this kid? Like what am I doing? I had this gut instinct where I was like, I can't, I can't have this child. Like I, 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 I just wasn't ready. Like I had these thoughts. So I called the clinic when I got home and I set up an appointment to have an abortion. I did. And I never thought I would. I called Planned Parenthood and I set up an appointment for, I believe it was the following week to get it aborted because my soul, my gut, wasn't aligning with this gift that I was given at that moment in time. I was living in fear. I was living in doubt. I was living in a lot of shame. And that's what my gut at that moment told me what to do. So then I went on another day acting like nothing was wrong. I had a photo shoot actually for my hat company, Tress. Again, I was around my girlfriends acting like nothing was wrong, thinking like, do they know I'm pregnant? In my head, I'm like, can they tell I'm pregnant? Like, I wonder if they know I'm pregnant. But they had no idea. Nobody knew except my mom and my partner. So I had another shoot and I'm just flowing. I'm acting like nothing's wrong. And I remember Wednesday, I get home and I'm not even talking to my partner about it because I'm literally acting like I'm okay. So he has no idea what I'm going through internally. And that's all my fault. I wasn't strong enough and I wasn't conscious enough and I wasn't vulnerable enough 
to be honest with him and to let him know what I was going through internally. I didn't, I don't know, actually. I don't know if I felt safe enough to let him know or I was just scared because I never really was very vulnerable like that and I never experienced this before. I didn't know how to deal with it. So he didn't know how to handle me in that situation. And you literally show people how to treat you by the way you treat yourself. And I was showing him that don't worry about it like I'm good. So he was acting like everything was good. But internally, I was really breaking and scared and confused. So Wednesday comes, we're laying in bed. And I just remember like praying and I pray to God and I called on my grandfather. I'll never forget this day. So I'm, I'm laying in my bed on my side. He's laying behind me and I start praying. And I said, Papa, I need you. I need you to let me know if this child is supposed to be for me. I don't want to have an abortion. I want to have children and I know this is a gift. I don't know what to do. I need like a sign. I don't know if I'm supposed to have this child or not. Like, can you please send me a sign? Can you please? I said, God, I need a sign. If this is my child, if I'm supposed to have this gift right now in my life with this human in this moment, in this part of my path, like send me a sign, show me. And I remember literally saying, show me a sign, God, show me a sign, Papa, please, Papa, I need you. That's my grandfather who had recently just passed away. So I'm praying. And then I fall asleep. And this is where it gets really, 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 really intriguing. I woke up at 4 a.m. that Wednesday, the same that I prayed cramping and bleeding and miscarrying my child. Oof. And I'll never forget that pain. That pain was so, oh, it hurt. Like the cramps. Like I remember crawling up in like a fetal position and just holding my stomach. It was worse than period cramps. I used to get really bad period cramps like growing up. And I just remember like, holding my stomach, holding my stomach. And it was four, it was around 4 a.m. And I was just crying and being like, ow, ow. And I remember he woke up and he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think I'm having a miscarriage. I don't know. So he's concerned. I didn't know what was going on. I just knew I was in pain and I'm crying. And again, I was so closed off. I was so unopen with him and I was so scared. My my fear didn't allow him to come in and enter this vulnerable space that I really needed him to be there for me. But I didn't know how to navigate it. I wasn't emotionally available during that relationship. And at that time, I was just, I was like crumbling. And so I'm cramping and I get up and I go to the bathroom like walking so slow I remember walking so slow and I'm on the toilet now and I'm cramping and I'm bleeding and in that moment I was like I'm having a miscarriage and I had chills down my body I had tears flowing through my face and I was like this was my sign I prayed for 
And I don't know if that's what I prayed for, a miscarriage, because I didn't. I didn't pray for a miscarriage. I prayed for a sign. I followed my intuition and I asked my guides and my ancestors and my angels who I truly believe have my back forever and always and I talk to them daily and they sent me this message on planet earth during this phase of life of mine letting me know that this was not the timing where your child was supposed to come to you this was not it this is not your time And saying that hurts, to be honest. Saying that gets me emotional. And I was able to... Oof. I was able to sit on that toilet in awe of so many things. I was in awe how incredible my power was and is how I can pray and ask for a sign and it's given to me. I was in awe of the feelings I was feeling losing this child that I wanted but at the same time made an appointment to have an abortion of. I was in awe of the feeling of having a child inside of me, how my body was transforming, how this beautiful, beautiful human was starting to be created inside of me, how cool that is. (laughs) Women, ladies, sister, we are so powerful. We create human beings. Do you understand me? We create human beings. Our body holds so much power. Our vessels are the most powerful vessels on this earth. Mm, mm. They're the most powerful vessels on this earth. And I'm so proud of you. I hope you honor your vessel every damn day. Because it's a gift. We are a fucking gift to this planet earth. I was in awe. I was sad. Again, confused. I was lost. And I didn't even know what to do. I was just bleeding. And I remember getting off of the toilet. I was in pain. And just putting a pad on, like an overnight pad, like you would on your period, and going to bed. Going to bed. I woke up the next day. (laughs) Like, what just happened? You prayed for something. You prayed for a sign. You prayed for something to show you if this was the timing of your life. And the universe showed you it wasn't the timing of your life. But why did my body reject this? Why did my body not hold the baby? Can my body hold children? Can my body create? Am I capable? Am I not healthy? I had all these feelings running through my mind that Thursday. All these feelings of I'm not enough or... I can't hold, I can't create. I, and this is like one of my biggest dreams is to have a family, to have kids. I had so many questions. I was in the dark. And I remember calling my mom and telling her and expressing my confusion. 
and not really knowing what to do. To be honest with you, I didn't go to the doctors right away because I was so confused. Again, being Letitia, old Letitia, because the new Letitia wouldn't do this, I acted like nothing was happening. I suppressed all of these emotions and I acted like, I'm fine. Let me just put a pad on while I bleed a human, the start of a human out of me and act like everything's okay. I lost a lot of blood, but I still went to an event. I still went to a birthday party like everything was okay. I remember I almost fainted at a dinner. This is a true story. I was so uncomfortable and I was so lost. I was so lost. I had no idea of who I was, what I was doing. And I think now looking back, that was such a pivotal moment of rediscovering me and learning me and putting the work into myself so I would never feel that lost ever again. That feeling of lost and aloneness was one of the most saddest, loneliest feelings of my life. So I'm still like, did I really just lose a child? So my partner and I got another pregnancy test because I was like, dude, I don't know. Like, this is crazy. Like, I need to, like, confirm this is what's happening in this carriage because, again, this is my first time ever being pregnant. So we get a pregnancy test on Friday. So mind you guys, I found out I was pregnant that Monday. The miscarriage happened on Wednesday. Friday, I get another pregnancy test. And I'm taking the test and I'm taking the test twice. And it said negative. It said negative. I was like, what? How is it already negative? I was, I literally, I'll never forget. I looked at my partner and I was like, yo, am I crazy? Like, I was literally losing my mind. I was like, am I crazy? Was I pregnant? Like, he was like, yes. He's like, yeah, you were. Like, yes, you were. And I was so confused. Now looking back, thinking about this, he probably thought like, this girl is, I don't know what he thought, to be honest. I don't really know what he thought, but like now looking at me at that time, in that moment in time, this girl was so, con- like she was just so confused and lost and scared. Oof, she was so confused. I wonder what he was thinking. I wonder. Maybe one day I'll ask him what he was thinking when I asked him that because I literally thought I was in a twilight zone. I was like, there's no way this pregnancy test is negative. It was just positive on Monday. <sighs> so it's incredible what our bodies can reject and how quickly they reject it. And it's honestly one of the most profound experiences I've ever had in my lifetime. So Friday, I confirmed myself from the pregnancy test that I wasn't pregnant. I go through the weekend bleeding and I go to the clinic. Um, Cause I was like, you know, I already have an appointment with the clinic. They can check me. We can do the whole, um, situation where they have to go inside if you scrape you know when you have miscarriages there's a whole procedure you have to go through but you have to wait till well I waited till Tuesday I probably shouldn't have so I waited till Tuesday and long story short I go to the clinic and they were expecting me to be there for an abortion I said actually I'm not here for an abortion I I'm pretty sure I had a miscarriage so I get there they take the pregnancy test. I had to pee in the cup, right? 
And they're like, it's negative. It's showing up negative. But I'm like, I'm telling you, it was positive. Like I took it on Monday. It was positive. And she's like, well, we can't confirm it here. But with what you're telling me and what we're receiving from your urine test, you're not pregnant. So then you have the procedure and then you leave. Um, the procedure in which you're having the miscarriage, they check you, all that good stuff. And I left with the confirmation that I was no longer pregnant. And it was such a surreal moment for me. I remember walking out with him because he was there the whole time, super supportive. And it was kind of like, we just walked out like, okay, cool, you're not pregnant anymore. Let's go grab lunch. Because that's how I was. I was so cold. I was so jaded from my past experiences and relationships and love. I was so, I was getting better. At it being emotionally available, but I wasn't there yet. I remember when I actually I met this partner, I told him, I said, hey, I'm still healing. If you want to have this relationship with me, like you have to be patient with me and understand like I'm still in this process. I will never forget. That's one of the first things I told him. And I was proud of myself because I opened up a lot. I've done a, I did a lot of things with him that I never did before emotionally and vocally and verbally. Um, so many cool things, but there was a lot of things that I failed. There was a lot of things that I wasn't open with. There was a lot of vulnerable things I'd never shared. There was a lot of walls that I kept up and that was such a lesson. That relationship did not last. Um, I then fell into depression after that all happened. So this is, this is all happening in February guys. Okay. So February I had that miscarriage and suppressing my feelings, right? March, COVID hits. Wildness, the whole world in hysteria. Before COVID hits, no, right after COVID hits, the deal that I had with True Religion um, pretty much gets smacked in my face. True Religion filed for bankruptcy when COVID hit and I lost like over $30,000 on a deal that I made with COVID. So now I was like, I just lost a child. I just lost a lot of money on this really cool deal on a collaboration with my hats that I was so excited about. The podcast station closes, right? So I'm like, what is going on? This insidious ego of mine was just being fed continuously and I was falling deeper and deeper and deeper into depression and our relationship was going south. It was, it was failing hard and quick. And then we broke up and I went through one of the deepest depressions I think I've ever went through. I remember texting my sister after I had this ideation of committing suicide and I was by myself at home in my apartment, again, dealing with all these things on my own. And I had a moment where I was like, I've lived such a good life. These are things I literally said to myself. I lived a good life. I've done things that people have never done before in their lifetime. I've lived many different, incredible lives. And I was tired. It makes me so sad saying this to you guys, but it's true. And I'm, I'm sharing this to you to let you know that you're not alone. You know, you're not alone. 
the woman that you see and you hear right now had those feelings and had those thoughts of, I don't want to be here anymore. And I remember laying in bed thinking to myself, like, if I don't wake up tomorrow, like, I'm good. Like, I've done so much for so many. I was a great person. I know my intentions were good. I've lived. I've lived a lot. And in that moment, I was, I was at peace. But I was honestly just really depressed and sad and not wanting to be in that space, not wanting to be living in that depression. Because now, getting out of that deep depression, I'm so grateful for my life. I love my life. My life is beautiful. But I had to go through that struggle. I had to go through that low, 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 low part of my life to get where I am today. So I texted my sister and I told her, I said, I'm just tired. And she said, what do you mean you're tired? And she came over and I felt super supported and I'm so grateful. So anybody that is listening to this, I just want you to know that you are loved. You are love. If you're feeling any ideas of suicide please call the prevention hotline please call your sister please call your brother please call somebody that you love your mother your call me message me text me um i i'm honestly speechless saying this because it's it's such a sad it was such a sad moment in my life Looking back now, I'm like, yo, I was, I was tired. I was tired. So I fell into a deep, deep depression. Um, end of March, top of April. And to go back to the miscarriage, when that miscarriage was over, when the relationship was kind of like on the rocks, I had went out to have lunch with two of my really close girlfriends. And again, nobody knew about the miscarriage except my mother and my partner at the time. So I'm out with Millie and Krista. We're at Erwan. And I'll never forget this. This was such a powerful moment for me. Millie goes, T. Now Millie, she's the Reiki energy healer. She's changed my life in so many ways. She goes, weren't you just talking about having kids in Park City, Utah? And I was like, yeah, bro, I can't wait to have kids. Like, you know, like, so we were in Park City, Utah in January all of us, me, Chris, and Linz. And I was like, yo, you know, I can't wait to have kids. Like, I, I'm stoked to have kids. She was like, well, she's here. Like, I can see her around you. I can see your, like, she's around you right now. And I looked at her and I started crying. And this brings tears to my eyes even saying this. And I, I looked at Krista and Millie and I was like, I just had a miscarriage. <laughs> Oof. And they were like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I just had a miscarriage. And I remember Krista started tearing. Millie got so sad. Like her face changed. She's like, what do you mean? Why didn't you tell us? And I was like, because I, I didn't know what to do. I was scared. And I just started crying like I am now. It was such a powerful moment to know that my daughter, and it was a girl, through Millie's eyes, that she was with me. So I did a lot of work after that to get through 
of a miscarriage, and I'm going to save that part for part two. I want to go deep into part two with you about how I healed, how I got through my depression, how I was able to come to terms with my child, how I was able to talk to my child through uh, meditation, how I was able to find support, how I was able to get through one of the lowest times of my life with people that love me, with support, with therapy, with energy healing, with tools, with reading books, with going on Instagram, looking at psychologist work, doing workshops. I'm telling you guys, everybody that's listening, I shut myself down for like two and a half months and just really focused on myself. Shut myself down in the sense where I didn't allow myself to have distractions. I wanted to finally know who I was as a woman. I think having this life in my body really, really catapulted me. In the relationship loss, I talked about this on the Avi experience. Uh, you guys should really tune into that if you really want to learn more about me and what I've been through in my life, the Avi experience, A-V-V-I experience. I share a lot of my truths there with Jeannie, one of my girlfriends, and I told them, she said, well, when do you find you grow the most? When do you expand the most? I said, honestly, after every heartbreak. And that's been the story of my life. After every heartbreak, I grow exponentially. I grow exponentially. And we'll explore that on uh, around two as well. But um, that heartbreak, that miscarriage really, really, really catapulted me into surrendering to my grief. And it wasn't until I really sat with my feelings and cried for days. I cried for days. I cried for nights. I cried mornings. I cried. Ooh, I cried. I did so much research. I learned about my mind. I learned about my body. I learned about pregnancy. I learned about therapy. I learned about myself. I learned about Letitia Lero for the first time in 32 years on one of the highest levels. I learned the importance of meditation. I learned the importance of self-discovery and finding yourself and shedding all these things that you thought you were supposed to be, but that truly aren't you. So first of all, I want to thank you for listening to my story. Um, I'm sorry if it got you in your feelings. Um, I hope you were able to release and cry with me if that's what you needed to do. I pray that you know that you're not alone. I pray that this was able to empower you and inspire you because right now I'm talking to you in such a healthier mindset right now. I'm in probably one of the best places in my life. So there is hope and there is light and you will get through it. Trust me, I am literally living proof. You will get through anything, sis. And brothers, to you listening, surrender to your grief. Because on the other side of your grief, you're about to literally endure the most incredible transformation in your lifetime. Honestly, on so many levels, I honestly just want you to know that you're becoming through this pain. And I know it hurts. And I know it is hard. And I know it's dark. But I promise you, if you are willing to fight for you, like you fight for everyone else. Think about this. If you're willing to fight for you and care for you 
and love for you like you do for every other human being on this earth that you love, you will come out on the other side and you will be full of so much life. Because I want you to know one thing, my pain was the usher of my new life, of this new woman that you're hearing right now. All pain can be your portals to the divine. Because honestly, when you're in this pain, when you're in this messiness, when you're in this darkness, here is where your gifts and your strengths are going to be revealed. Honestly. And I just pray that you do whatever it takes to return to her. If you don't know who her is, I didn't know who her was until just recently. Do the work. And we're going to explore the work on the second part of this podcast. So I want to say thank you. This has been a big release for me. This has been a very vulnerable, pivotal moment in my life for me. And I'm so honored to share it with you. I want to say thank you for joining this incredible sisterhood circle. Thank you for being a part of my journey, my path. Thank you for sharing your light, your love. I feel your love. I feel your prayers. I feel everything. I can feel it. I honestly can feel it now. And I know I'm so supported because of all you incredible listeners. You are my sisters. You are my brothers. And I just want you to know, like, we have to save ourselves first so we can save the world. I love you. Girl, we got this. I am living proof. We got this. Stay tuned for round two, episode part two of this incredible true story that I experienced. And we're going to talk about the work because the work works. As Brandon Collinsworth taught me, the work works. And we'll get into that on part two. I love you truly, madly, deeply. We got this. You hear me? Sis, we got this. Let's go. Cool.